I'm gonna try and lean back this time. I don't want to get too close. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to, <laughs> to, to a spooky episode of One for One. That one's probably not. Uh, one's probably not till uh, around the corner, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe in a couple weeks. But you know, you gotta change it up once in a while. But welcome back to One for One. I'm your host, Nolan Schumann, joined as always by my co-host, Miles Fuchs. Miles, how are you? I'm good. I'm curious if you actually can see a reflection if you avoid garlic. Other things like that, since you're apparently Nolan Dracula today, but I'm doing no, good. No, I'm I'm a I'm a literal mummy. I'm an oh. actual mummy. I'm a I I what's the what's the line from Monster? Um, fuck, uh, esophagus. God damn it! I can't remember the I can't. Remember I don't want to say that one on ear or on oh. air. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a little yucky. <laughs> um, anyways, Miles, what's going on? Uh, uh how's your evening? I, I, I can tell you one thing, um, and Taylor can attest to this. I, I, I have been I've been screaming at a medium volume the the hook to the song Speechless. By Dan and Shay. By Dan and Shay. Ooh, interesting. Um this isn't scripted at all. Dan and Shay. <laughs> <laughs> um I have thoughts about Dan and Shay, but before I get too into it, what do you T H O T S? T-H-O-T-S. What do you think about Dan and Shay? Obviously, you're a fan if you're singing, scream singing speechless. You know, I just feel like, I just feel like I'm a groom and I just watch my beautiful bride walk out and I'm just, I'm just cleaning up that one tear from my eye. Uh, On a, actually, on a side note, I'm just going to kind of veer down like, like the other way for a second before you get into Dan and Shay because I can only imagine what you're gonna say. Do you know what my least favorite video I find on Instagram is? On Instagram? Yes. Are the videos that people post um, that are like professionally taken and it's the guy crying as his wife is about to walk down the aisle because they're always set to like the worst music and they're just so fucking corny. I know yeah. I'm probably a heartless piece of shit right now by 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 not enjoying that, but I fucking hate those videos. Yeah, I mean, just once instead of having a song like "Speechless," they should show a guy crying to his wife walking down the aisle. Well, shake that ass for me, my Eminem <laughs> plays. Actually, I was more so thinking the boys are back in town, but okay. No, that uh, that that would be sick as well. Um, Dan and Shay, the official, um, official, uh, the official musical act of hashtag wine mommies everywhere. Ooh, um, yeah. thank you for, thank you for what you do. Um, speechless could also be played, uh, when you're out for brunch, when you're significantly hung over and the server starts to bring your plate over to you. I'm speechless. No, you, you have to do it with a little Stand more growl onto it. You have to, you have to set it up as if, as if you're. As if you're about to go on a zip line, you're like, ah, and then you hit it and go speechless. Um, speaking of that song and uh, uh, really big choruses, what do you think is the Hall of Fame for like dramatic music choruses? Because I, I I I put that right up there with like, um, uh, 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 I don't want to miss a thing uh, uh, here without you. <laughs> Um, maybe that part in, uh, in, in like the song picture where Kid Rock just belts out, you know, do you, do you have one? Um, I think the first one that comes to, to mind for me, I think I've got you. Be, ah! 
I'm speechless. Staring at a plate of eggs, that or um whitney houston when there's like the in uh i will always love you where it's like kind of like the phil collins drum fill where it's like and then she goes and like just fucking lets it go yeah and it just it it hits that high note and you're and you're and you're off to the fucking moon and then every every person trying out for season two of american idol is just ready to show off their pipes my one of my favorite videos is that girl that's trying to sing "I Will Always Love You" at, in like the webcam. I don't know if you've ever seen this video. You, I will, I will send it to you, and maybe it's something that we can that we can post on the Instagram at some point. But it's basically this girl trying to sing "I Will Always Love You," and she keeps on fucking it up, and she gets so angry as time goes on. So she's like, and I just go fuck, and she'll start again. And then there comes a point where she covers up like the webcam and she's like this the entire trip because she's thinking that for some reason hiding hiding her face from the camera will make it easier to sing the song i just uh, virtual stage fright is real i uh i i understand that um speaking of virtual stage fright nolan um, something that I did not have in my bets this week because I ended last episode saying that the Oilers were going to go 2-0. and And lo and behold, I'm pulling up from the three-point line, swishing. As, as did you, as did you. But um, no, big first week of Oilers hockey, and the boys are feeling very fine. Um, how do you feel, no, no whizzle? Well, Miles, I had a good Saturday night. Because you know what I did? Sank beers and watched the the lames lose. Guess what else I did? Put money on McDavid. <laughs> I sure did. Oilers hockey money. is a Oilers hockey is officially back. Knowing that the degenerate <laughs> is gambling. Let's go. Uh, I also I also put some fucking insane bets on today just because I'm I gotta scratch that itch a little bit. Um, the uh. The odds were looking nice for the Rangers to pull off this win against the Leafs. And then I put some stupid shot wagers down because I'm fucking psychotic. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, hit some good bets. Um, watch some good games. Yeah, it was just a just a just a really great Saturday night. Um, shall we just get right in? Well, I guess we should probably actually get into the first few or the first couple of games, but um, there's a lot to talk about today. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. We got a nice little agenda for the folks at home. We're going to be doing a recap of the two Oilers games, uh, a Sterling Silver finish, and then a little bit of some trapped headstrong. Then we'll move into some Oilers notes, just a little bit of discussion overall, talk about some prospects, things that they're doing, big things. And then we'll move into a little bit of NHL discussion. Um, first week of the season, things are off and, and running. So first initial thoughts and some uh, statistics that kind of jumped out at us and different things like that. Uh, and then we'll recap the games for the upcoming week and, uh, and send you on out of here just in time for bed. I look, I look, I look forward to this content. This sounds, this sounds fun, Miles. Uh, let's get into it. The Sterling silver finish. And you know, you know, certainly why it was a still a silver Sterling fin- or Sterling. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm already off to a great start. This is the three, two season opening shootout win over the vancouver canucks the the lid lifter as the as the kids are calling it oh yeah was a, this was to be honest not a very good game but um you know 
First game in front of fans since March 11th, 2020. 581 days. 581 days is 600 minutes. I fucking hate rent. I, I, on a side note, theater kids on my on my list of things I don't like. Be That's careful. the shit I Be don't careful. like. Be careful. <laughs> your fa- one for one fan of the year is gonna take that so personally. Uh, actually, we we both we both are not fans of theater kids. Oh, are we thinking of who I'm thinking of? No, I don't think are we so. Think- are we thinking of who? Are we thinking of who we were talking about on Saturday? Yeah. Oh shit! Sorry, dude. Uh, 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 anyways (laughs) so game off to a blazing start uh 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 uh, dave tippett going with the top six of dry settle mcdavid pool yarvey hyman nugent hopkins and yamamoto we don't like that um but and uh, uh the the early returns of this game were showing us exactly they were making us say they are who we thought they were which was uh, a terrifying, uh, the Oilers allowing far too many shots, uh, especially from that top line, McDavid, Drysaddle getting caved in on the shot metrics, um, and uh, just not getting in uh, Thatcher Demko's face enough, which uh, you, don't, you don't like to see that. Then it happened. Miles, for the first time this season, what happened? Well, Nolan, I'm so glad you're letting me do this. This is something spiritual to me. Yeah, yeah um, clear the throat for this one. <laughs> the Bison King. Yesipoyarvi scored the first goal of the 2021-2022 season for your Edmonton Oilers. It was absolutely remarkable. The team celebration after, the passion, the aggression in his face. That's a Renaissance painting. We are go- we are gonna when, when we get to the overall Oilers notes, we're gonna talk about the team camaraderie and how much different this fucking team looks. It makes me so happy. Um, yeah, man, a big Yesipuliyarvi goal off of a, off a nasty little rebound from Darnell Nurse. We'll Nine get mil- to how many minutes he played. Nine million dollar rebound. Go ahead. Yes. Well, you you would you would hope for two points in two games, and so far the early returns are paying off. Um, now. This was the moment that we finally heard the new goal song, and it was not La Bamba. Uh, it, ended, it ended up being Fluxland by the uh, uh, artist XL. It's yeah, an it's old a, school house song. An old school house song that you would hear in like Vegas in 2008, where you're just like rolling off some random stranger's molly water, sucking on a lollipop. It used to be the lightning goal song back in 2015. <laughs> Different waves. <laughs> uh, so I, I, and now the and now the Oilers are repackaging and repurposing it for use as their new goal song for the season. Um, I'll probably put like a little like a little fade in clip of it right right here in this part. And I mean, it's fine. I I, I was a little disappointed. I, I I had all these ideas for cool goal songs that they could go with and. This one's fine. It, it 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 gets the crowd involved, but I, I wanted something a little bit, a little bit more oomphy. It, you definitely hit the nail on the head. It's fine. It's very yeah. okay. It's very. I don't want to be here. <laughs> at least at least it's not a song two by Blur. Oh man, still <laughs> God. I I watched uh, uh, obviously I put some money on the Senator Stars game yesterday and uh I had to I had to listen to the fucking goal song 
that the Sens played. Oh, yeah. So man, your, just... your favorite team lost, and you had to hear that song. That's great, hey? No, Miles, you can start with me. <laughs> uh, but anyways... Then from then on, uh, from the first, uh, from the first, from that first goal until about the third period, the Oilers actually were pretty awesome, um, just peppering Thatcher Demko with shots, and like possession numbers were through the fucking roof, and it included a excellent tap and goal from one <clears throat> Taylor. I'm sorry you're gonna hear this, Zachary Hyman. Uh, man, the. The celebration afterwards, Leon looking at Hyman afterwards, and then McDavid coming from behind. If you, if you watch the angle of Hyman scoring, and then you see the celebration between the two of them, you can see McDavid coming from behind, and you can see his arms moving like this. And it just it makes me so so happy to see. And you know, yeah, I I, I love I love hearing the. Uh, uh, Connor doesn't like playing at Edmonton. Uh, he doesn't even like his team. Well, guess what. The early returns are showing otherwise, friendo. Yes, I, I would not. I, I would not put. You, I would not put too many assets in your stocks, my friend. But uh, yeah, and then uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, bad third period, including a really stinky goal from Mike Smith from Quinn Hughes. As the goalie expert, Miles, that's a tough one to watch. It's it's a tough one to watch, especially when the two goals that got scored in the third period by the Vancouver Canucks were by two guys that I have absolutely shit on on this podcast. Oliver Ekman Larson and Quinn Hughes getting those goals did not make me feel very good. Um, the second one was very stinky, as you said, but you could just see Mike Smith tilt his head back. He's like, oh, I wish I could have that back. Um yeah, just like he wishes he could go back to the barber and get his kid's haircut a little bit shorter. Um, You're going to hammer that joke <laughs> for the rest of the time. I am eh? going to beat that like a like Mike a, Smith, like a sturdy Mike, mule. Mike Smith is going to be like 10 years retired, and Miles will still be on this podcast. Be like, his fucking kid's hair is long. This kid's hair is really long. Too long, if you ask me. Um, but let's end that one week. Sends her to overtime. 2-2. Two, two, uh, ouch. But, Nolan, just like any other overtime game for the Edmonton Oilers, I always feel really good when I look out there and I see that Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Darnell Nurse are starting three. That's a great feeling, isn't it? <laughs> it is a really good feeling. Yeah, you, feel, you probably feel really fucking confident in that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. And uh, after all the recent acquisitions in terms of forwards, it's you know reasonable <laughs> to think that there's going to be a second line out there of maybe like Hyman or Nuge or Jesse Puliarvi or something something along those lines. Hey, that would you know make you feel not too bad. A combination of those guys. Yeah. 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 No, great. Uh, who actually ended up playing in overtime, Nolan? Kyle Turris and Jesse Puliarvi together. What the fuck happened? <laughs> I feel so bad for Jesse. Poor guy. He's just got to lug around. He's just got to lug, lug around this. The corpse this of Kyle Turris. Yeah. The mummy of Kyle Turris. Oh, my God. Em, em, <laughs> embalmed in his jewelry to get to the river man so that he can get to the afterlife in the version of a sterling silver. I'm sorry, Kyle. I'm sorry we're doing this to you. <laughs> No, it's fine. We all know how this ends. It's going to turn. But Miles, did you know he was in Edmonton all summer working on his game? Yeah, and working on his chest. He looks great. He's a handsome young man. Yeah, uh, he's not young. He got drafted in like 2005. <laughs> uh, after, uh, then obviously went to a shootout. 
And after Thatcher Demko made some massive saves on Leon Dreisaitl, uh, Connor McDavid, and the miss by Tyson Berry, of course, uh, Nuge Berry's one, and I immediately am saying, oh my God, this is the perfect ending. Ryan Nugent Hopkins <laughs> wins the game for the fellas, and then what the fuck happens? Bo Horvat scores the tire up. Ooh, Bo Horvat. And you know what? Uh, going back to the well of surprising uh, of <laughs> surprising post-regulation decisions, Dave Tippett chucks out the sniper, the one, the guy here to score 50 goals, Kyle Turris, who fucking buries it. Yeah, goes absolute dartboard bullseye on Thatcher and, and pulls off the win for the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, my God. Um, and... Closing off the night uh, on a side. Okay, I'm. Can you hear foreplay long time in the background? No. Okay, good. Thank God. Um. Uh. Yeah. And then closing off that night, what happens? La Bamba playing over the speakers. Joey Moss looking down on everybody, and he's fucking happy. It's so nice, man. Hearing that as a win song is just it. It it gets all the feels going. I'm I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm glad that we played up the goal song thing a little bit because, like, La Bamba as a win song is... It works so much better. Exponentially better than it being a goal song. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, the ultimate team thing in, in sports is a win. When the guys get at center ice, put their sticks up and say thanks to the fans, and, and, and La Bamba plays, it's like the perfect bow on top of a, a terrific night for Edmonton Oilers fans and for, for the club and the culture and everything around that team. So yeah. going with that as the win song is just i love it good job oilers media group you did a fantastic fantastic job there deciding to go that route um i sign off on the goal song then that's okay with me yes you know i'm okay do you know what's not okay with me nolan even though we had positive returns playing kyle turris in overtime (laughs) i can't i don't I don't. You're not. You're not moving on. No, I do not. I do not appreciate that, Davis Tippets. Davis Tippets. Davis Tippets. That's what his mom calls him when he got in trouble in school. She's like Davis Tippets, and he's like, but uh, (laughs) Kyle Kyle Turris must have like pictures of him fucking a farm animal to be getting those prime minutes in overtime. Uh, Either that or Tippett has to have like so much faith in him. Significantly um, more faith than we do. Should we should we just quickly touch on the uh, Kyle Turris press conference after? Yeah, I think we should. So yeah, Kyle Turris had uh, the game on his stick and put it through Thatcher Demko's <laughs> wickets to oh, give no. the shootout W. And uh, naturally, being the shootout winner, he got to have his moment in the sun in the post game press conference. Nolan, and, and what what uh, transpired there? Uh, basically, uh, he had some, uh, anti-vaxxer apology, um, bit. Um, and it's tough because as we've said multiple times, like we're, we feel bad for Josh Archibald, no matter what, at the end of the day, you never want to see a guy going through what he's going through. And unfortunately he's probably a victim himself of some like misinformation and things like that. And then obviously sharing a part of that, like it's, it's not cool. But I can't get behind. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of in between thoughts here because basically what Kyle Turris said was like there's a lot of talk on social media and there's a lot of talk in the media um, that uh, that uh, you know Archibald is uh, uh, is dealing with the repercussions of COVID. 
um, because of uh, because of not getting the vaccine. And he said, you know, there's lots of people that uh, have gotten the vaccine and haven't gotten the vaccine that are both that that are both dealing with their own stuff and kind of you know basically going to bat for his guy, which I can. I can commend because it's a guy going to bat for his teammate, but at the same time, it's such a touchy subject. And when you are in a province that is currently going through the highest hospitalization rate in the country, um, and is dealing with a, 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 a onslaught of COVID cases every day and the ICU beds are being racked up. It's really tough for me to get behind that and to be okay with someone basically being like, you as your fucking assholes for saying this stuff about Archibald. Like, I think most people are 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 not saying bad shit about Archibald because they know that it's a shitty thing he's going through. But I think at the end of the day, what you got kind of got to do if you're Kyle Turris is just read the room a bit. Like you probably should just kind of shut up about it, considering the situation at hand. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it is a very good example of read the fucking room. But at the same time, like I don't know, I don't want to stand on a soapbox, but I just it's it's so unfortunate that. Uh, you know, we've had nothing else to talk about for going on over a year and a half now where COVID obviously being such a split down the middle type of thing. It, it is kind of not fair that we have, you know, guys getting dragged on social media that, like you said, could be victims of misinformation or whatever. And everybody and their dog comes out of the woodworks. And like, if you read some of the replies to Oilers tweets about Josh oh, Archibald, like 100%. some of them are, yeah. are just absolutely horrible. Yeah. So I don't think that Kyle Turris was trying to be a dink or anything like that in turn, like for the healthcare workers or uh, anything like that, because like you said, he's a pretty reasonable guy. And I think most people yeah. are fairly reasonable, but there's always those idiots on both sides of the fence that, um, have to say something stupid and I think that that was just an example of a guy who's like a genuinely good person I think Ty- uh, Kyle Turris is like a very good well-spoken guy yeah um, 100% coming out there just saying like hey uh, can we all just not be fucking horrible to a guy who's going through yeah. something right now yeah yeah no I think it was more of I think it was more the way he worded it more than anything that I kind of just t- took a little bit of I, I took a little bit of issue with but like I like I said from the beginning I, I have no problem with a guy going to bat for his teammate especially if you know maybe he doesn't agree with you know with Archibald's stance on things but um, you know it's good for, it's it's good for us to see that he's got his teammates back a bit there yeah and making sure that at the end of the day teammates aside that you know, people are still being respectful of other people without having to go the route of name calling and ad hominems and shit like that to, to make things personal and, and make things. Yeah. Silly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, now moving on from that, we will, we will go to another, another fun game that are, that was, that's not, we're not going to, we're not going to have COVID talk anymore. Okay. It's going to be okay. everybody. Um, this one I've, I, I've, I've called, I've called trapped head headstrong cuz 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 you get it cuz there is there's an issue revolving a head that people have been talking about ah. so it's it's head you know cuz they cuz the the Oilers were there to say to the Flames we're back on to take you on you know we're headstrong to take on anyone including the Ducks tomorrow okay uh- <laughs> <laughs> no my, i didn't freeze i'm just i'm just <laughs> Um, yeah, nothing quite like a battle of Alberta brackets boa on a Saturday night. Saturday night is all right for fighting. No, no, no lizzle. Um, 
and nothing better than seeing a Flames Oilers game where the Flames are uh, famously 217 and 2, well, 216 and 2 at that point in season openers over the past number of games. So we were going into this one feeling pretty good. McDavid's usually pretty nasty against the Flames. Um, Dreisaitl's been showing up to play against the Flames. And um, yeah, we're really looking forward to a uh, season opener for the boys down south and our second game for the Oilers. And we were not disappointed. No, because the first fan attended Battle of Alberta since February 1st, 2020, which was maybe the best BOA of this of this era of Oilers hockey. The 8-3 win over the Calgary Flames. Um, the night that we got a noise complaint in Jackson's condo. Was it was was, was that, was that <laughs> yeah? What when, so when the goalie fight happened, yeah. Uh, Jackson, friend of the show, and I were embracing in a hug, jumping up and down, screaming. And yeah, they got a noise complaint in their condo that night because we were oh my liquor. Goodness, that was the first night where uh, we started shotgunning for every Oilers goal. It happened that night, so big game. That was a big game, <laughs> and, we, and we keep that tradition alive. Anyways, that was a good night, and this was a good night as well. Because uh, I had a couple of beverages, <laughs> needless to say. <laughs> um, I mean, let's put it this way. First and foremost, what do they do to start the game? Two games in a row with a bad start. Getting outshot by, by, a, a, by a crazy amount. And, and who comes to save the day, Miles? The Carhartt King, Derek Ryan. <laughs> Let's go get your lunch pill and go to work. It is so refreshing, Nolan, for a guy to score a goal against their former team, and it's not somebody doing it to the Oilers. To be on the other side of that is, as an Oilers fan is just mm, very, very nice. That is, also, a, that is a cold glass of water on a hot day. Also, how nice is it that your best line all night is is your third line? Oh, that this third line's been an absolute buzzsaw this season. Yeah, um, I first time oh, that Cassian drawing in as well. Good cast game. Good this was a really game. good Cassian game. Uh, yeah. uh, and he did exactly what he needed to do, and that line is doing exactly what's needed. Fucking crash the net, cycle the puck, just get it in deep, play physical. This and the, and the line has enough skill. Like we talk about Zach Cassie and how much he frustrates the hell out of us. He's a very skilled player. The guy is good at hockey. Warren Fogle is good at hockey. Derek Ryan is smart with a hockey puck. Like <laughs> these are good, <laughs> these are guys that are very talented and are a, are part of a really good third line. I I am so so happy with this line. I just I'm so giddy with excitement. Um, these were two, the past two Oilers games, Nolan, have been so refreshing when there's a face-off in the defensive zone, and I'm like, oh, there's no fucking way. And the puck comes back to the Oilers' defense! A clean face-off win! When's the last time you saw that? <laughs> when was the last time you saw a Connor McDavid hat trick? Just kidding, it happens all the time! <laughs> I love when he goes flame killer. And, oh. and just like it's what that was Saturday night was one of those games where Connor just did Connor things and it was like no matter what the Flames wanted to do they weren't going to stop him also very sick that they went two for four on the power play um, but I, I don't know how long it's going to take teams to figure out that they like shouldn't put the Oilers up on power plays it's uh, easier said than done but um, 
it looks like McDavid's been working on that one timer. It's been made oh. very, very, very apparent in, in social media and different things like that. But holy Hector Zeroni is he out there blasting pucks. Did you did you watch any of the Leon press conferences? <laughs> I did. I was just gonna bring up the the, <laughs> the Leon Yesse combination when they do press oh, conferences. I love I love I, I could I could do like a forty minute podcast on that on like that six minute like press conference between those two. So for anyone who's not sure what we're referring to, after the game they had uh, Leon Dreisaitl and Yes Poliarvi up on the stand and we're asking them a few questions and one of the reporters said, Hey, Yesse, uh you know, who's got a better one-timer, Leon or Connor? And then Dreisaitl out of the kind of corner of his mouth, he's like, oh, make sure you say the right thing. And then, uh, <laughs> yes, he's like, oh, Leon, Leon. Oh, no, no, it's Connor. Connor Connor has better. Connor has better. Or no, fuck, I, I fucked it up. He goes like, yeah. uh, Connor, Connor. Uh, Connor, yeah. Connor, Connor. No, 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 Leon has has better now, but Connor's working on his and it's, it's going to get there. It's getting yeah. there. And then he says it's getting there like three times. And then Dry Settle goes, it's getting there. And then they both kind of just smile. And it's really nice. Yeah, the 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 other uh the other cool part too is when um I can't remember who asked him, but they asked Leon, they're like, I know it's kind of our I know it's kind of awkward sitting next to him, but uh what do you have to say about 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 uh Yesse Poliarvi's uh sort of improvement over this last little while? And then, like Drysaddle goes into it, but he's like, "Yeah, he, you know, he's just playing with confidence. He's shooting the puck more and all that." And you look at Yesse the entire time, and he's just like this. He just has a has a big shit eating grin on his face, and he's like, and "He's like, thank you." And then, and then, <laughs> and then, and then goes, "Anytime, buddy." And I'm just like, "Oh, this is so cool. I love that." But yes, uh, Drysaddle referring to Connor McDavid's one timer as still having a, as still being a little fluffy, which is just hilarious. <laughs> Um, but no, man, it's, it's so refreshing seeing, seeing, seeing McDavid add that, add that extra weapon to his arsenal because he, oh, 50, 50 this year. He, he's looking, he's tired of getting disrespected. He's tired of, of walking around people saying that he can't score, that he just passes the puck, all that sort of shit. He's out, he's out here to win a, he's out here to win a rocket. So. McDavid Hattrick off of his second goal, by the way, in case nobody knew, that boosted his career totals to 197 goals, 381 assists, to 578 points in 409 games. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Which means that Connor McDavid has surpassed Doug Waite in old in all-time Oilers scoring for sole possession of seventh place. And he's like fourteen years old. Yes, he is. Tw- he was born in the year nineteen ninety seven. That's ins- that's insanity. So, with that being said, he is fifty points behind Ryan Smith, which he will most likely hit this season, and ninety behind Paul Coffey, which he most likely will hit. He passes both of them. He's up into the top five, and then he's got to take on Curry, Anderson, Messier, Gretzky. Gretzky has seventeen hundred points with the Oilers. So like that one's probably not going to be getting hit. I think is is fair to say. Uh, uh, I mean, if he plays like, if he plays what, ten, like ten more years at like, a hundred and twenty points a game. Hundred twenty points a game. Or sorry, hundred twenty hundred twenty points a season. I'm like uh, lower your expectations there, big N. That ain't gonna happen. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. Just pretty, pretty insane. And for anybody who's sitting at home, any disgruntled Flames fan, one was an empty netter. They don't ask how, they ask how many. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> All right, deal with it. Sit down. You, mi- you miss uh, 100% of the shots you don't take. Yes. Uh, yeah. Other other thing that I want to say that I don't want you to get too mad at me, but I know that we do have a number of Flames fans that listen to the show. And I just want to say, give an honorable shout out to Manjapani, who has 15 points in his last 15 games against the Oilers. He's a He's a nasty little Italian out there calling guys jabronis and scrums getting points. So something to keep in mind for your fantasy uh, aspects is to grab Mange and start him for games against the Oilers because apparently not, he, he shows up. He's not an Oiler killer. He's an Oiler suppressor. He does he does what he can. <laughs> that's funny. That's Slander! Good, that's good stuff. Oiler suppressor. We like that. Uh, we'll talk about it quickly, but the, um, the headbutt. From Rasmus Anderson. Uh, Rasmus from... Anderson is a scumbag. Rasmus Anderson sucks, dude. <laughs> He's a scumbag, man. <laughs> Stealing pucks. It's like guys can't get pucks after their first game, their first win. Headbutting dudes who are five six. Like who is who is this guy? I, I don't know. I I, th- I, th- I think he just thinks that he's that he's way tougher than he is. Well, he got he got slapped with a five thousand dollar fine, which is a mm. little ridiculous for that because I don't know. Yeah, that's a mean, night out. Yeah, uh, but I I wonder. So I was I was watching all the press conferences today, and I I just wanted to I wanted to read. It. I was just kind of like writing out some notes on like a little notepad here. But uh, Jim Matheson, I when you when we're finished this, I need you to watch the the clip of Jim Matheson uh, asking questions to Darnell Nurse because it is incredible. Uh, basically, Jim Matheson for Cole's Cole's notes version asked Darnell Nurse. If the game wasn't so tight, would you guys have fought Anderson after he headbutted Yamamoto? And he's and Nurse kind of looks at him and is like, "So you're asking if we were to if we would have fought Anderson because he headbutted Yamamoto?" And he says, "Yeah." He's like, "Why would we do that?" And then he says, "Well, you know, defending a team." He's like, "I'm not going to get up on a soapbox and say that I haven't done dirty stuff in my career." So no like it would happen happen and he's like and then matheson keeps on asking everybody like where they were when when everything happened and he's like i wasn't even there like i wasn't even around i don't know what you want me to say (laughs) it's just somebody needs to like tell jim matheson you're you're getting your press pass revoked okay but to clarify rasmus anderson got a double minor for that right uh yes yeah because, yeah yeah so it's scummy he had butted a guy who's like five six uh for the second time i'm gonna say that but at, at the same time like what are we really dwelling on here it sucks he's got a little bit of a reputation we know the kind of player that he is um he got a double minor he got a fine after the game like why are we still out here beating this drum i think it's yeah. time it's time to move on did they not score on that power play as well they probably i mean they won five two <laughs> right so like Yamamoto is a little agitator rat. type of guy. He's a little rat. He's a, he's a rat. Um, he's going to have shit like that happen to him because of the type of game that he plays. And he's a small guy. He's got to be careful. You, you worry about like the beating that he's going to take as a player. But like he's also an NHL hockey player who's grown up playing that style of hockey his whole life. He knows what yeah. he's doing. So yeah. for anybody, any Oilers He's fan, faithful to his girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> that's up for discussion. But so for <laughs> 
So for anybody who who's out there as an Oilers fan screaming for a Rasmus suspension, call him a scumbag. Whatever is what it is, move on. Five two dub, Yamo's fine. Bada bing, bada boom. Go Oilers, go. Uh, <laughs> I smash my team. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess that's pretty much it for the Battle of Alberta. Big Boa. It's a fun night. I had a couple lot of fun. Couple of drinks, saw a couple of things. Um, everybody should know that uh, Jesse Puljujarvi now has, uh, I believe he does. He have five or four points in four points in two games. We love to see it. It's great. I've it's also awesome. I've also gotten uh, word from two two friends of the show who have said that they've picked him up in their fantasy leagues. So if you haven't already, he's still available. Run, don't walk. I have him as well. I drafted him. I didn't need to pick him up off of waivers like some freaking poser. Uh, so, some Miles, freaking poser. Let's have an overall. I was, the, I was at the Vans Warp Tour in 2009. You freaking poser. I saw all time low. <laughs> <laughs> all time Kevin low. <laughs> that was funny that was good that was good that actually might be the episode title all time kevin low um anyways miles oiler standouts how you feeling about the team overall outshot both games (laughs) schmitty standing on his head how are you feeling can i get two claps and a rick flair for mike smith holy shit the ageless wonder he's been out there doing his thing uh and it is very not to be undersold like what he was able to do in the first 10 minutes of that flames oilers game is is massive um the guys are obviously emotional like it's a it's a battle of alberta in front of people still probably not totally used to playing in front of fans and they came out flat but it's not beat around the bush so for mike smith to, to allow them to kind of calm and collect themselves for the first 10 minutes of the game um was absolutely a difference maker that can't be understated so huge shout out to mike smith one bad goal this season. Who cares? He finished that battle of Alberta um, with a 0.956 save percentage. So faced a lot of rubber and, and turned a number of it aside. So shout out to Mike Smith. Seems to be doing it. Um, also expected to start his third game here. They're saying I don't that like he, that. But he's going to be playing against the Ducks. I would like to mix Koski in for that one. But yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens there anyway. Um, other Oilers that are standing out, um, uh, I don't know, we've mentioned them a thousand times, but I have to do it a thousand and one. Yes, at Pooley RV. Four points in two games. We love you, Bison King. Everything about you is fantastic. Please never change. Um, Derek Ryan, we love him as well. But another shout-out to Sir Evan Bouchard. Oh, he's been so Daddy, good, man. Who's yeah. been playing really good, yeah. show, showing up on the penalty kill. Um kind of quietly impressing he's not out there he's 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 been he's been trusted with leads which is really important like like dave tippett's using him in like the final minute of games where like where it's super close and And that's awesome to see yeah yeah so i think my i'm feeling very confident about that prediction that he's going to be moving up the depth chart here this season he's uh he's he's playing very well so far and we're we're very happy for sir evan but uh that's enough out of me nolan who who's been exciting you who's been making you happy well, should, we, should we just get the should we just get the elephant in the room right now? Tranquilize it. Well, so far, the returns. 
I swear to God, if this keeps up for the rest of the season, I'm burning every bit of fucking analytics knowledge I've ever had in my life. Because, I mean, Duncan, Keith, and Cody CC have been really good. <laughs> what? I've been, sorry, I shouldn't say really good. I've been impressed. I'm like, Cody CC has some mobility. Um, the way that, like, the way that Duncan Keith is able to chip the puck out is like like even better than what like Andre Secura used to do and I'm kind of really excited and I'm morbidly curious for more morbidly curious it's tantalizing um can we talk about the Duncan Heath Duncan Heath Duncan Heath Miller the the D1K hit the Tyler Myers leveling Yes, yes, we can. So, do you know the backstory behind that hit? And yes. Wh- and how Canucks fans hate Duncan Keith? Yeah, because he delivered a check to the head on Henrik Sedin. Daniel Sedin? No, Daniel Sedin. I think it was Daniel, yeah. Yeah, because it was when he was like the Hart Trophy winner or some shit, or the Arbos yeah. winner. Right, um, and, and a number of people in the lower mainland think that that kind of wrecked his, his career and that he never returned to the form that he once yeah. had and yada 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 so for tyler myers to come down and lay the fucking body on duncan keith was something that a lot of uh a lot of canucks fans really like to see that was something that made them feel really good but the fact that a 38 year old man can get absolutely blown up like that yeah. leak, leaking from the top of the head uh, and come back out and finish the game and then play a game two nights later in a massive like massive rivalry game is uh, definitely nothing to, to joke about. So Duncan Keith, one tough customer on top of playing some very solid minutes. Yeah, I've been I've been happy. And this will also go into a discussion about the uh, Hyman Nuge Yamamoto line. The chemistry that Zach Hyman and Ryan Nugent Hopkins have are is like is a real thing. Like it's really great to see. I still think that we need to get Hyman McDavid Paul Yarvi back together and because they need, I'm sorry, I can't deal with Drysaddle McDavid on the same line anymore. It's just no. too much of a defensive liability. I can't watch it anymore. And when I watch Hyman McDavid Pugliarvi play, they cycle the puck so well. The puck goes everywhere, and you you don't have to worry about like I love Leon, like one of the mo- one of the most talented players in the world. But watching him try to like send this backhand sauce to Connor through like four defenders just because it's Leon Dreisaitl is a little frustrating to watch. And then oh, it, not even covering their own defensive zone is just a fucking piss off. No, it is absolutely infuriating because they're out there trying to set up the perfect, you know, backdoor tap in goal when, you know, they've added the depth to this forward group to make it so that that doesn't need to be the case. Like let them set up the tic-tac-toe on a power play when they have the space and time to do it. But yeah. you saw, you saw it in the Vancouver game. You saw it in the Calgary game. Um, teams took a page out of Winnipeg's playbook and figured out what to do when you've got uh, McDavid and dry on the ice together, force them to the outside and limit their time and space. And yeah. that's going to work for the best players in the world. That's going to work for anybody. So when they D them up like that, I understand that that is a competitive advantage. And that's kind of what Tippett was saying where, you know, you have them expending, you know, uh, the entire amount of their defense and forwards efforts for however many minutes a night uh, so that your second line gets a more favorable matchup. Yeah. You know, that's all well and good, but just like you said, you put the, you know, you put Nuge and McDavid and Hyman together, or you put, you know, Dreisaitl and, and Hyman, we've been talking about play really well together as well make some line common combinations that we haven't seen before or, or at least try it around with them and see what yeah. we can get because this McDavid dry subtle pooly RV pairing is 
is is limiting. It's it's not something that I think is is sustainable long term and um, is kind of exactly what you were trying to make not happen going out and making those acquisitions. So it just seems silly that they're trying to force that. That Tippett's still trying to make that happen. Yeah. No. I I I one hundred percent agree. I just. I just really want like they're just they're both good centers. Just just leave them. Let them play center. Just stop. And if and if Leon and Connor are asking for it, don't give in to them. Don't just 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 say no. You're not doing that. You're not allowed. Draw more penalties and you can play together more. That's how it works. Yes, that's exactly it. And then Evan Bouchard will play on the first unit. Um Yeah. But the 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 last thing I wanted to mention with this team is I kind of hinted at it before. Um, and we'll and, and we'll try and move along quickly here, but the camaraderie. Um, this team seems so tight, and I think the addition of Zach Hyman is such a massive is such a massive part of that because the guy looks like and I don't know if you watched his after hours bit, but he just he's just a fucking he's a golden retriever man. <laughs> How do you not love that guy? He's so nice, and he's just so cool, and he just seems like a just a guy you just want to hang out with, you know, have a little have a little wine with, you know, maybe ask him if he wants a massage, you know, <laughs> see how he's doing. I feel like we need to to address this once and for all because I've been getting heat from it from some from some friends for a little while. I'm sorry, I said I didn't want Zach Hyman. Yeah, We're sorry, happy guys. he's here. Everything is fine. Welcome to the team. We love you, Zach. We are. The contract sorry. is still a little scary. The but... contract term is not what we want, but we're happy to have you. But when he's lifting a Stanley Cup with Connor McDavid, it's okay. So no more. You guys didn't like Zach Hyman slander. We are sorry. Get out of my room. <laughs> Warp tour. <laughs> Cut my wrist and black my eyes. (laughs) Um, Speaking of teenage angst, Nolan, there's been a little bit of work uh, happening here from the prospects. Some some exciting Mm, stuff. Some yummy stuff. (laughs) Oh, interesting. They're minors. (laughs) Actually, they're over 18. They're both 19. Uh, Yeah. Carter Savoy. Three goals, three assists for six points against... uh, Against the Air Force on the weekend. Um, yeah, uh, it's not the uh, it's not the uh, it's not the only jet that the Air Force was trying to fix. I don't know where I was going with that. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck Mark Shifley. Dude, have you have you seen any? Have you watched any of his goals? Any any of Savoy's goals? No, I have. I've seen some like uh, his just, just fucking gifts, shot. Just is gifts insane. on Twitter. Insane. That he's got, he's got like an NHL release like now. It's 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 that good. Like he, mm. he is he is going to be a goal scorer in this league. Um, could be a complete defensive tire fire, but a a a a rocket, a rocket shooter. Um, so yeah, he's doing really well. Could be on the Hobie Baker shortlist for the University of Denver. We'd love to see it. We hope he wins it. Carter Savoy for Hobie Baker. Then. Xavier Borgo or Xavier Borgo uh, had three points on the weekend with the was it Shawinigan he plays for? I can't remember. Correct. He plays in the QEM, QMJHL, um, and he is now currently on pace for 120 points over a 68 game season. So we love to see that. 
Schwinnigan, fun to say, hard to spell. Attaboy, Xavier. What about our Russian prince in the OHL? Matvey Petrov. Uh, yes, he scores a hat trick in his very first game. Uh, now has, I believe it's five. I think he's kind of cooled off a little bit. But you know what? It's his first year in the OHL. That's okay. We will allow that with. We will allow that at one for one HQ. Posing in the stall with his three pucks, smiling, happy, also wearing an Oilers uh, Under Armour shirt. We love to see that as well. Um, he has six points in five games. Let's go. Sick. Sick. Absolutely sick. Shout out to the kids out there grinding. Um, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Shout out to the Oilers prospects out there working hard, getting points. We are recognizing your skills and abilities as professionals. Uh, also, wouldn't be a one-for-one one episode without a shout-out to handsome mustache boy Stuart Skinner. Shout-out last night, 34 saves on the San Jose Barracuda. Okay. How about some NHL talk, Nolan? Let's let, 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 let's talk about the NHL. Let's talk about the NHL. Season is opened. Hello. Happy to have you back. Um, we've titled, uh, I've titled this section because this is some boop, 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 breaking news. Um, A2 Evander. Evander Kane has been suspended 21 games by the NHL without pay for, quote, an established violation of and lack of compliance with NHL slash NHLPA COVID protocol. Uh, the NHL also announced in the same press release that its concurrent investigation with his estranged wife um, could not be substantiated at this time. So it looks like Evander Kane will be away from the sinking sharks for the next little bit. Yeah. Um, not cool for him to do that. Uh also not cool. Well, I mean, I my biggest thing with Evander Kane is I hope he just takes admittance for his mistakes and doesn't like do some puff piece interview six months after the fact to basically be like, oh, uh, uh, I'm just I'm I'm just misunderstood, you know, like uh, you know I actually didn't really do anything wrong because I feel like that's Evander Kane in a nutshell is like when he's caught red-handed, he'll admit to making mistakes. But then we'll frame it as some sort of like I was actually I was actually you know I'm actually a victim in this situation. So because like I hate seeing the stuff about the whole relationship with him and his teammates. And then he says, "I think I'm just misunderstood." It's like no, you're just kind of a douche. Like I'm sorry, yeah, but you're, you're, you just kind of seem like an immature. asshole. Yeah, you're immature and you're self-centered, and you're not yeah. worried about the guys in the room with you. Well, it almost makes you think like, why did a guy like Joe Thornton leave San Jose? Yeah. Right, they they had all the pieces there to to have a successful team, and they always kind of fell short. It makes you wonder what, yeah, just like you said, if there was division in the locker room, very very possible. But no, I mean, it's I'm glad that the stuff with his wife was not true because that would really not be fucking cool because that was some really dark shit. So happy to see that. Um, also happy to see the new broadcast layouts for everybody i know it was kind of a really bad segue and i'm sorry um but yeah espn tnt both had their debuts with the nhl sportsnet debuted a new layout and kind of style that kind of weirdly rips off espn in a way which is a little odd um 
but man, I just I really like it. I like the clean Sportsnet layout right now. I love how I I know this sounds really nerdy and very like, but I love how the scoreboard looks and all that. It's just very nice and clean and. I just it just it, it looks good. I also like that they show the pictures of the players when they show the lines. That looks cool. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's similar to when a Kanye West album comes out and all the rappers that are on it uh, are forced to bring their A game. ESPN coming in here or sorry TNT coming in here is forcing all the other uh, broadcasters to really step up their game. So we're getting a overall better experience as fans, and for that we are grateful. On that note, Nolan. Uh, NHL on TNT. What did you think about it? First couple games are out of the way here. What do you think of the panel? Yeah, it was good. I I really enjoyed it. I liked the whole I liked the whole Charles Barkley thing they did with Wayne Gretzky. That was really cool to see. It was a little it was a little weird at times with with Wayne because I love Wayne Gretzky, but I don't know if he's necessarily very charismatic behind the camera <laughs> or in front of a camera. He's just kind of like it's Wayne Gretzky. Cool. <laughs> like this. Yeah. Don't you know this is Wayne Gretzky? Holy shit, guys. Wayne Gretzky is here. But it, it is really cool to see him there. Um, obviously, Paul Bissonnette is just doing his classic Bissonnette thing, and I think they kind of need him to carry. I really weirdly liked Rick talking a lot. I thought Rick, I thought Rick, I thought he was like kind of funny, and I think he could be a really underrated addition to the lineup. But no, it, it was cool, man. I, and it, it seems like it seems like a lot of people were on board. The one thing I did want to say though um, about the ESPN one is the camera angle. So the the cam they had this like dynamic camera that was similar to what they do or like similar to what what they have in like the NFL where it kind of like lifts up and it's like that sky cam sort of idea and they had that um they had that for the ESPN game um it did go a little too high at one point where it was just kind of it looked like it was up at the fucking ceiling of the arena <laughs> but it, it it overall like looked really cool um even such, such like so simple things as like the camera shots of the of the people in the crowd just looked a lot cleaner and a lot smoother it just looked, felt more cinematic and i really like that and i'm i'm very i'm very happy to see that that's a thing going back to the Wayne and Barkley um event uh, it was also underratedly important that Wayne reached over and fixed the pads that were put on. <laughs> or put on as, the, uh, as the goalie expert, you you're probably steaming. Well, any any hockey fan, but especially any goalie, when you see people put the pads on and the like, the outer rolls are touching together because they have the pads on backwards. Is just like I didn't realize so your name yucky. was Noodles. <laughs> But it's yucky. It's wrong. It's not how it's supposed to be. So the subtle uh, reach over and rearrange of the pads was was very good. Happy. Good to see it. Don't let that shit slide. Should we actually change our name to to? Should we actually change our name to Zoodles and the End Dog, or <laughs> Moodles and the End Dog? <laughs> Podcast is over. <laughs> We made it two seasons and five episodes, and I'm we just, fucking we just, out. We just need a haze. We need a we need a hunter haze. Ugh. I want to make him feel wanted. Uh, okay. <sighs> Ooh. <laughs> um, speaking of wanting to feel wanted, the fans oh, no. of the fans of Philadelphia want a number one goalie who doesn't let leave them high and dry. Carter Hart got the scaries versus Vancouver and had a, had a bad, bad game. Um, some, some of the goals he gave up were um, head-scratching at best, and the internet was not forgiving. They were very, very <laughs> mean. 
to our young young boy. Um, but he bounced back well in that game. Uh, he had a big, big save in the overtime, three-on-three overtime, and then made a couple of nice ones in the shootout. But ultimately, the Flyers dropped their season opener to Vancouver, um, furthering the agenda that they are, in fact, part of Hooks' frauds. They are frauds. They are we frauds. Don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't like the Philadelphia Flyers. We're still waiting for fraudmas Roostalainen to enter the lineup to draw in, um, and we wait there with uh, eager eyes and anticipation. Speaking of eager eyes, Tyler Bertuzzi decided to absolutely flex, dunk on, break the backboard of the CDC and score four goals on four shots <laughs> against the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. What a game! Were you able to tune into that? Uh, I watched the end of it. Yeah, I watched the uh, I watched where they started to score more goals, and then uh, and and then and then yeah, I watched the I watched the overtime because it was it was fucking good. The the comeback of the season. I know that's a very small sample size, but wow, seven six comeback victory for Tampa Bay. Steven Stamkos scoring on like twenty second apart power play goals absolutely electric uh gets a pass across the crease and one times it in so hard that it goes in and out of the back of the net um, fast enough that the defenseman thinks that it was a pad save and tries to wheel up the ice before he looks around and is like oh shit no Nadelkovic got beat um only for the puck to drop for another face off uh for Stamkos to go right back to the same spot and tuck one right under the bar it was beautiful Stammer is out here swagging I believe he's actually tied with Anze Kopitar for for the league leading points. Yeah, who would have thunk it? Uh, also, Buffalo Sabres tied for top of the NHL. Uh, <laughs> one for one. We know nothing about hockey, apparently. Uh, uh, I did say they could. I I did. I did. For, I, I to be fair, I did say they're probably going to rattle off twenty five wins. Yeah, you just didn't say when, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it next month. <laughs> next month. Uh, speaking of next month, um, <laughs> the Panthers and Penguins had a very good game. Uh, return of the Ekblad. We were stoked to see Aaron Ekblad draw back into the lineup. Uh, another really entertaining game, kind of back and forth. Ekblad actually sent it to overtime um, with a timely goal. I think it was like a minute or two left. Um, and then the Panthers finally said night and and tucked the pens away. So that was a good game itself there as well. Um, Panthers, man are a really talented team. Carter Verhage looks really, really good. Ekblad looks good. Um, yeah, all around, really exciting team to watch. If you're able to tune into some Panthers games, do yourself a favor and check it out. They're, they're looking good. Yeah, and really fun. And Pack Barn. Very good yeah. fan energy. A lot of faces in the stands. You like to see South Beach having fun. They do like to rally around a winner. So it's not surprising, but still really good to see. Hope they can keep that up. I want to go to Florida now, not because of the weather, but because of the Panthers. Yeah, hey, one for one road trip. We're we're just gonna drive on down. Drive on down to Florida. I'm gonna, I'm 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 gonna get, I'm gonna get my best bucket hat on. Get my best bucket bat bucket hat when when white guys see a body of water, we need it. Um, speaking of water, the oceanic monster Seattle Kraken uh, got their first franchise win against the Nashville Predators. Uh, this is being recorded on a Monday. Um, currently, they are losing 5 nothing in their game that they are playing. <laughs> Against two miles. I don't know. I don't have it on. <laughs> do, do you actually know who they're playing? I can't remember who they're playing. 
they're playing one of Fuchs's frauds. Oh, it's Philadelphia, isn't it? It's Philadelphia. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I will eat my hat. Uh, yeah. Go crack and do your thing. Have fun. Enjoy. Do you, enjoy do you see it. the? Do you see the fight in the stands? Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> Fanny, Fanny Gord, and um, Philip Fanberg is what they were calling the two guys that scrapped. A guy and a Jared McFan. Jared McFan. Yeah. So a couple of couple of heroes in Nashville decided to go toe to toe. Um, pretty good throws, actually. Yeah, man. It was, you know. I'm not, I'm not i'm not a big fan of like of like complimenting guys fighting in a sporting event because it's a little fucked up but but you know you do you kings that's some um, that's some dude from boston type energy oh yeah i'm so i'm surprised it's not i'm surprised it's not on the front page of barstool sports twitter account pin tweet <laughs> Down uh, at the garden, we were throwing haymakers. Fucking Donnie Brook. Speaking of uh, Donnie Brook, Toronto, the headquarters of emergency backup goaltenders, uh, calling up Alex Bishop from the University of Toronto, came in versus the Senators. And by came in, I mean he sat on the bench um, because the Leafs were like pushed right up against the cap ceiling and didn't have time to move somebody up or down to call up a goalie within within the cap constraints. So they had an emergency backup goaltender. It was actually pretty funny. <laughs> they did an interview with this with with Mr. Alex Bishop and he kind of he sounded salty. They're like, Yeah, did uh, David Ayers, the famous emergency backup goalie, give you any advice? Yeah. And he's like, Well, actually that season uh, Ayers and I switched off in between games. So uh, I missed uh, I missed that game that he got called up in by one day. So it uh, it could have been me. So it's just like what a baby brain yeah i just thought i thought that was really funny i was like oh really that's what you're getting your moment in the sun and that's what you're doing <laughs> and uh, you're actually saying actually i'm better than david ayers yeah shout out university of toronto yeah his, yeah his jersey's in the hall of fame go fuck yourself uh <laughs> yeah well uh, 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 uh speaking of pieces of sh- i don't know where i'm going with this uh brady brinks truck kachuk um getting getting the big bag the contract the the moolah from um the crypt keeper let's the, call him what he is <laughs> the crypt keeper he, he walked into eugene's basement of, of his un- he walked out of his latest issue of goosebumps yeah he, 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 he kind of he went down like a stone stairwell into the into the basement found him sleep found eugene sleeping crossed arm <laughs> and just like peeled open the coffin a little bit and grabbed the bed grabbed it right out um, brady brinks truck kachuk as you said signed a seven year deal worth 8.214 uh average annual value the contract is structured really nice so that he's making the bulk of his money in his what you would say prime years i mean the contract's over and he's like 32 so i think it's going to be good value for the type of player he is um but funny enough, there is a no movement clause for the final three years of the deal. LOL, Eugene, you're just you just want the flexibility to trade him when he's at his PK. You just you just yeah. want to be able to send him out of town. Um, no bonus money whatsoever. No bonus like, money whatsoever. Yeah. Classic sends. Classic sends. I mean, will they say he's a bad businessman? <laughs> will they will they get a downtown arena? Only time will tell. <laughs> Probably not. 
the Sens will be in Houston. Uh, but anyways, yes. Um, good for Brady Kachuk. They had to pay someone. I'm glad they just paid somebody. That's that's all. I just can't you believe know, you... I can't believe they waited until the last freaking second. Like it was like the day before their yeah. first game. Do you know what's funny about Brady Kachuk though? Is he's li- he's literally a like an analytics uh, uh, helmet head. Like it doesn't make sense. It, like hit, honestly, like his 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 uh his season to season performance just does not make sense. He drives offense at a crazy rate. He gets like an insane amount of like of like expected goals because he just drives the net the entire time and smashes that puck against the goalie's pads, and yet. Like has horrible finishing numbers. Like he just he just has terrible shooting luck. So it just seems like he's a guy that is going to explode for like fifty goals out of the blue. <laughs> oh wow, Brady Kachuk's really good. Just the the phantom uh, Rocket Richard winner. Speaking of Rocket Richard winners, Nolan. Alex- our final, our final, our final NHL topic of the day. Save the best for last. Alexander Ovechkin, comrade, out here doing big stuff. What are you doing, Nolan? Well, he scored two goals in was it the, was it the first game or the second? I first, think first game, first game. Yeah, first game. Scored two goals, including one that I believe was shorthanded and was just like a classic Ovi goal, which we just love to see it. Um, to pass Marcel Dion to reach into the top five of all-time goal scorers with seven hundred and thirty-two goals. Good Best for- goal scorer of all time, man! Like what a fucking freak and in the toughest era with you know um lockouts and athletes and lockouts and covid and breaks and all this shit uh obi's just an absolute freak man and i've i've been lucky enough to watch uh, the first two caps games of the year with uh, my buddy ben who is a big caps fan shout out ben and yeah caps look uh caps look pretty good actually they look like a team that's out there to compete had a really really competitive game against tampa and obviously we know if reason that is a measuring stick it's it speaks pretty high volumes i think they lost an overtime two to one or something like that so um uh, caps looking not too bad ovi looking to break some records shout out shout out hendrix lapierre for his first goal and the and the celebration with tj oshi that was that was really cool to see absolutely i've been man i've been watching so much hockey like i'm so happy to i'm so happy like it's i'm just happy it's back like I'm watching Toronto, like I'm watching Leafs Rangers right now, and it's just I'm just happy to to watch it. It just makes me just happy. It's, I know I've said happy like four times, but but it's man, you know, you missed it, and especially hockey with yeah. fans, it is just a different yeah. game. It's it's awesome. electric. It is electric. So we're happy that hockey's back. We're stoked for a long season. Eighty more Oilers games. You love to see it. Speaking of those eighty games, Nolan, this week we have. The Anaheim Ducks on Tuesday, the Arizona Coyotes on Thursday, and the Vegas Golden Knights on Friday. Three large divisional tilts. Are the Coyotes still in our division? No, they got moved out. Yeah, they're central. Two large divisional (laughs) tilts. (laughs) Including one, which should be a fucking... Well, I mean... Realistically speaking, you absolutely should win two of these games this week. I'm telling you right now, she's she's a three and all. I guess Patrietti's out for Vegas, and is Mark Stone out? Do we know that yet? Do we know what the update is on Mark Stone? I didn't even know it was her. I didn't even yeah. know they were playing today. 
No, they oh. he got hurt the other he he got hurt the other night. I'm just trying to find out. Uh Mark Stone. Oh, um oh Stone's day to day. So he could be back for next week. Um I Fuck it, let's go at three and zero. Let's do let's it. Let's go three and zero, baby. We're both smashing we're down. Gonna, we're that. we're gonna start five and zero this season. Let's go. I can't love wait. to see it. I can't wait. I can't. I'm excited. I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, really happy. My seat's with, creaking, 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 creaking. Really excited with what we're seeing from the Oilers so far, and just hoping that that continues. Nolan, is there anything else you um, wanted to say? No, just I'm I'm excited. Hockey's back, and I'm I'm excited that the the Oilers have played really well and that it's been, it's just, it's just fun. It's just really fun to see. And I, I want, I, God, I want this team to be so good and I want them to go on the long playoff run. We are both filing ourselves under the optimistic ostrich tab for this week. Hockey is back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are fired up here at one for one. We hope that you are too. find your favorite team, watch their games, get excited. But as always, Nolan, Go Oilers, go. Go Oilers, go.